Hello everyone, how are you? Pastor Rod here. We're doing a series on the nine spiritual gifts. Uh, we believe that God brings special giftings to believers at certain times. Some people operate in them all the time. Some people operate sporadically, but they are gifts for us to bless others, to minister to others. Today's number three. It's called the gift of faith. Now we're going to read from 1 Corinthians um, 12, 8 to 10. It talks about the nine, there's nine gifts. All right. So we've already done the first two. Here we go. Verse 8. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge, of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. That's today. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different types of tongues. Sorry, that's eight. And nine, to still the another the interpretation of tongues all right today is the gift of faith now i've got a few things i want to say in introduction because um three quick facts number one as believers in jesus we all have faith we have to have faith the bible says the the just shall live by faith that that uh, it says in john three sixteen, those who believe shall have everlasting life we are believers we have faith and this is called general faith a, a faith in all of our lives Fact number two is sometimes there can be an injection of faith. And this is what we're talking about today, a sudden injection of faith by the Holy Spirit for, uh, for something good, for, to, in order to go, in order to speak, in order to decide, to, in order to give, in order to, to do something great for the kingdom of God. An injection, a boom, a sudden moment of faith, boom, something happened, something changed. And, Fact number three, last one here, I've just before I talk about the Bible examples, is I've just said the can't suddenly becomes a can. I, we've, we, before we would say, I can't do that or I can't give that, and all of a sudden I can do that and I can do that. And of course, it says in uh, Philippians chapter three, verse uh, chapter four, verse thirteen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the the can't becomes a can. I. I've seen this happen in so many different ways and people, they can't believe for that and all of a sudden they, they, they read the Bible, they can, or they're in prayer, they can. Uh, there's an injection, something shifts, something changes in a specific area. This is called specific faith. So Christians have general faith, but this moment of lift and impartation is this gift by the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about some some Old Testament examples and Abraham is called the father of faith. So let's have a look at him. He is the father of faith. There's two examples. Number one is in, is in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Abraham is in a city called Ur, which we would call modern day, probably southern Iraq, somewhere down there, Basra area. And he's, the Bible says in Numbers 24, his parents made other gods. So he is not even a, from a believing family. But something's happening in Abraham's life, and he's, he's, he's starting to have the concept of one God, the, the Creator. And um, it says here in Genesis 12, 1, the Lord had said to Abraham or had been saying to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And Abraham believed it and he left that area and he went through finally to Israel. 
the land of Canaan, which was then called Israel, even to this day. And so Abram had this this moment of hearing the voice of God, God saying, go, and he got up and, and he went. That would take a lot of faith, I'm sure you agree. And my second example is around Abraham having these children because God said, um, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And and Abraham is now an old man um, and um, he needs a special impartation of faith to believe he can have children. And his wife is old also, beyond childbearing age, the Bible says. So in Genesis 15, 1 to 6, it talks about this vision that, that Abraham had and it just injected faith for his having children and, and then many, many generations and blessing the world. So I'm going to read it to you because it's, it, it's really encouraging for me as a believer, as a leader, as a pastor, uh, to believe for what God has promised me. There can be an injection that all of a sudden, I believe I'm going to receive that. So here we go, Genesis 15, 1 to 6. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, uh, you've given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. I, I believe many times it's from journaling, reading the Bible, prayer, and here it is. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. And he, God, took Abram outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them, and said to him, so shall your offspring be like the stars. And Abram believed the Lord and credited to him as righteousness. This is a great scripture for any one of us who wants to do great things. Get a word, pray, and all of a sudden, we can receive this impartation of faith to receive it, to keep praying, to keep going, to not give up, and then finally receive the promises of God. The stars were a reminder of offspring, children, children's children right through. And so we see that Abraham is called the father of faith in Romans 4. And this scripture is repeated many times in the New Testament. It says, he believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, this is not my topic, but righteousness does not come by effort or by doing better it, or by trying to try to get closer to God. Righteousness is a gift of God when we believe. It is imputed, accounted, calculated as righteousness. It's very, very powerful. So this impartation of faith. Um, what about New Testament? Well, we could talk about the whole of Jesus Christ. And uh, many times Jesus is inspiring his disciples to greater acts of faith, to, to impartation, to, to lift in faith, this sudden injection of faith. And we want to read here Peter walking on the water story in Matthew 14, verse 22. It starts and um, it says here, uh, Matthew 14, 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. So Jesus is on the mountain. 
the disciples are out at sea. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was also a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And that's uh, I've been in situations like that, been in a in a in a, uh, a boat, a yacht, a ship, and all of them. And the, when the wind and the waves are against you, there's this, and it's really scary. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. I love that. It's so ordinary in the midst of this incredible miracle. Oh, Jesus just went out to them walking on, on the lake. That's how Jesus, he can do anything. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said and cried out in fear. But Jesus said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Verse 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. And Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Now, this is what we call an injection of faith. He was, they were afraid. They thought Jesus was a ghost. Jesus says, come. And Peter just goes, boom, this injection of faith and he's able to walk on the water immediately. Uh, so, But when, when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, why did you doubt? So from high faith, he went to doubting. And uh, this is probably an experience that we've had as well. We need to fight against the doubting part. Verse 32, when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. It's, it's inspirational. It's, it's times where uh, we see the wind and the waves, and God says, come. God says, do it. God says, invest. God says, give. God says, go. God, whatever it is, and, and we do that. And I'm going to come to my, some, a few of my examples in a little while. Uh, nothing as good as this, of course, but um, anyway. Um, I just want to read one more about Peter. Peter was a man who was up and down in his faith, and it gives us courage and encouragement that injections of faith can help us, and also when we doubt, we can move back to faith with an injection of faith. So I'm going to read here about the miraculous catch of fish. This is in Luke 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God, and he saw on the water's edge, two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, Simon Peter, the same Simon, the same Peter, and asked him to push out a little from shore. Uh, just to stop here, that's no problem. Peter, Peter went, sure. Um, when he had sat down, he taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, because you say so, there, there's a little bit of faith coming here. I will let down the nets. Boom. There it is. The, the injection. I'll do it. I, you asked, I will do it. Verse six. And when they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish, their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they they came and filled the boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. 
for he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And they said to Simon, and it's Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. And basically saying this, this faith injection you've had right now, it's going to happen again, Peter. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on shore, left everything and followed him, followed Jesus. And so here's this injection of faith. Uh, we've, we've, we're tired. We're fishing all night. Got nothing. And Jesus said, do it. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to do it. Thank you. And this miracle happens. Um, and and it's just it's an incredible story and very encouraging about God's able to provide, able to change a situation, give, give us vision. So many things in that story where Peter responded to a word from God. Just one other little interesting little story. Um, Jesus was asked later in, uh, but just before he uh, went to the, the cross that time, that, that, that those couple of months uh, before that, and he's in, I think he's in Jerusalem, and um, the Pharisees come to him and say, you know, um, you know, what, what, do you, what do you do here? Um, and uh, who, who should we obey? You know, basically Rome or, or God. And, and Jesus said, oh, God, give me a coin. And he said, um, you know, wh- whose inscription is on the coin? And they said Caesar. And Jesus said, well, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, but give to God the things that are God. And, and here's another little anecdote that they, 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 they had to pay tax. And they needed a coin, and Jesus didn't have a coin. Matthew seventeen twenty seven, so that that he wouldn't, he may not cause offence. Go to the lake, throw out your line, your fishing line. Take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you'll find a four drachma coin. Take it out and give it to them for my tax and yours. Now Peter would would have had to have great faith for this as well. The master Jesus says, "Go, go fishing." Get a fish, open the mouth, there's the money, there's the tax money, pay the tax, it's all good. And Peter does it. They do it. It's amazing. It's another example of injection of faith. Yes, Lord, because you say so. So I want to come to not just my examples, but some examples from recent times. And I I want to start with a, a story from Korea. Now, this is not my story, but this, as a very young Christian, I heard this story and it really stayed with me. Um, it was a story where a poor pastor after the Korean War, 1953-54, was starting a church and all he had was an army tent, an American army tent, and just a few uh, people were coming, then more, and and healings were starting and more, and it was just amazing. And then they needed to build, to, to, build, to buy land and they had no money. And so Yongi Cho is the pastor's name said to the people, we're going to take an offering up for our land. And, and in the story, nobody in the tent meeting moved. Like no one, no one said, hey, I'm going to give money. Like no one, no one moved. There was no faith for buying the land. They were poor. They were in difficult circumstances, and that's fine. But all of a sudden, a little old lady in the back of the room comes up with a bowl and chopsticks and she says, Pastor, I've got no money, but I've got a bowl and I've got some chopsticks. I'd like to give those for the land. And the pastor, of course, as any good pastor would do, say, you can't do that. You've got to keep that bowl and chopsticks. They're yours and uh, you haven't got much, but we're not going to take your, your bowl and chopsticks. And 
But the old lady got sort of upset and she said, aren't you going to take my gift? This is what I want to do. This is my gift for God. It's what I can do. And she was filled with faith to give something in a time of need. Now, we're not advocating the poor do this, but this was a, uh, a God moment on the woman, okay? It was a God moment on the woman. So she, she said, you must take my bowl of chopsticks. And she left it there and the pastor didn't know what to do and he's just like, wow. And all of a sudden there was a, a movement in the tent and just all of a sudden people started crying and being moved and touched at this sight of this gift. And one person puts the hand up and says, Pastor, I want to buy that bowl I want to give money for that bowl. And someone else said, no, I want to buy that bowl. I want to buy that bowl. It was like a, a move of faith. And, and a lot of people gave and they were able to buy land. That land today is the most valuable land in Korea, in Seoul, Korea. It's in the just outside the parliament area on an island in the river. It is the most valuable land. But back then, they needed the little old lady with a bowl and chopsticks to start a revolution of faith. Now, I'm not advocating, let me say it again, I'm not advocating we take from the poor or we ask from the poor. That is not my motive and I, I don't want to do that. But when God touches people, things are going to happen. Now, that story I tell you because it impacted me. I read that story as a baby Christian um, uh, 42 years ago. <laughs> um, it's a long time ago to read a story and remember it, but it impacted me that God can touch people and circumstances and change things with an impartation of faith. So as a young Christian, a younger Christian, I, I was now a few years in, and um, I wanted to be a salesman, and uh, I wanted to get a job in the pharmaceutical industry, but I didn't have the uh, qualifications medically um, or university base. I, I didn't have it. And... Um, I'd heard about this job of my good friend, uh, Mike, who's now a pastor, um, uh, Mike Murphy, great guy. Um, he, uh, he said, Rod, I want you to, to, to get a job like this. So he, he had that job, a job like this. And I said, yep, I'm going to do it. So I did everything I could to get that job. And I applied for 33 jobs. Um, now back then there's no internet. So everything is snail mail. Everything is actually letters typed on a typewriter. Yes, there is such a thing. Um, type it, got to, got to, you know, make it perfect. Um, put it in an envelope, send it, and then wait for the reply. And out of thirty-three, um, I sent. I I only got three replies. First one, you are not qualified for this job. Thank you. Second one, you are not qualified for this job. Thank you. Third one, last one, you are not qualified for this job, but we're going to give you an interview. Yes, went for the interview, nailed it in Jesus' name, got the job, and it was a dream job for a, a number of years. And um, I just had this faith to keep going, to rejection, no, I'm going to keep going till I get that. I've also seen incredible um, healings, and I'm going to talk about this um, in the coming weeks. So I'm not going to talk about healing too much here, but I've seen incredible healings I've, I've, I've had this moments where praying for the sick and believing, just believing all of a sudden someone will be healed and seeing miraculous healing in front of me. And this is how we started village churches in Thailand. I was there for four years with Viv. We um, had little tiny baby Monty with us at that time. And I went out every day into the villages and we saw people healed in an area called Bak Tong Chai. 
And um, it was through healing that um, 13 village churches, house churches started. And every, every time there was a miracle before there was a house church. And I want to tell you that God can give us ability to pray for people too, to encourage people to to believe for something, to invest in something. Um, just a couple more examples and I'm finished. Um, when we were coming to Japan, um, I was really happy to come to Japan, but it was really more difficult for my wife because we had a, just built a beautiful home in a beautiful city of Australia and a dream home. And we had two little boys and we were pastoring a great church that was growing and being blessed and we were happy. And um, all of a sudden, Viv had this vision of a, from God of a big wave. She called it tsunami, tsunami vision. Tsunami means big wave or ocean wave. And um, long story short, we felt God was calling us to Japan. And it was a big deal for us to give up all that and come over here to Japan. Um, and all of a sudden, Viv had this incredible injection of faith for Japan. Just, She said, God spoke to me. I'm with you and it's going to be okay. Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. And uh, Viv felt God said to her, um, if I called you, would you go? And it was just an injection and she said yes. And it was sort of decided right there to give up all that to come over. And it's been an amazing 19 years here in Japan. Our boys have grown up and love the Lord. A uh, great church here and many other parts of Asia. We are blessed. But it started with an injection. It started with a vision and an injection of faith. And um, my last example is uh, 10 years ago in Japan, we had a terrible earthquake, a, a 9.2 earthquake, one of, I think the second or third biggest on record in the world's history up in the area called Northeast um, Japan or uh, Tohoku is the area. And that, or the city was Sendai. I'll use the word Sendai. Um, and the tsunami came through. And in the end, between um, bodies found and also people never found, again, 20,000 died in a tidal wave, in a massive disaster. And not just that, but 500,000 people were dislocated, lost their homes. And then there was a, a nuclear explosion in a, a little town called Soma, and um, it's called the Fukushima area, and um, it, it affected a whole region, and it's just a disaster. And in the weeks after that, we started a, a base up in that area to to help dig out homes for old people, and we our teams were sent, and we had teams from America, New Zealand, and Australia coming, and we we rebuilt fifty four homes from our from our one church, and we were uh, associated with other churches, but we saw that and young people's faith were lifted there was after a, after a terrible situation there was an injection of faith we started a church there which is going great today full of young people but one of the things we wanted to do was start a a christian homestay for young people who had lost either home or family and at the time um again my wife had a vision um of us doing this and um but all those young people had lost their homes and they'd lost their things like their, if they had a passport, they'd lost their birth certificate, they'd lost family, they lost their house. They were in tragedy and trauma and people said to us, you will never get those young people to come. And then people said 
the Japanese government will never let them go to overseas after a tragedy like that. But we had an injection of faith. And I remember one of my great business guys with, and, and one of my young, young girls uh, in the church, uh, so Alex and Kaldi and, and Viv and me, just having this injection of faith. We can do it. So it's what I said at the beginning. The can't becomes can. The can't do becomes can do. And all of a sudden we went round and we found that everybody was trying to open doors for us. The Japanese government gave us um, quick access for those young people to get uh, birth certificates and passports. Uh, the airlines gave us at-cost airfares for all those young people. The overseas churches said, we'll take young people. We'll take the young people for three weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll pay. We'll do it. Uh, and, and the, the miracle was, uh, well, some, some came to Tokyo because they, they just couldn't go overseas. But in the end, we, we sent 300 young people on homestay. And many of those young people um, maybe didn't become believers in Jesus but were touched by Jesus and there was a number that did open their hearts and are believers today. Some even are leaders in our church in Tokyo and in Sendai. Now, we didn't do it to get people saved. We did it because we love them. But I tell you, the love of God touched their hearts and many lives and many families were, were impacted and changed forever. And it came from an injection of the can't becomes the can. So as I finish I just want to challenge you. Is this your gift? Do you have this gift? The answer is you could. You might. You should. You might. You could experience it. This reading the Bible and an injection of faith, the gift of faith. Some of you operate very strongly in this gift. I have a, a number of pastor friends around the world who have got great faith to, to buy land and buildings for churches. And I've got friends in um in New Zealand like that especially, and it's just an incredible gift of faith on their life. I wish I had more of that. We're believing for property and land here in Japan too. We haven't received it yet, but we're believing. Um, but I, I see some people have some people have got this incredible entrepreneurial gift of faith, and it's not just reckless. They're very wise, but they just there's no do this, do that. I know people around the world that have done great things with a word of faith. They've started um, childcare centers. They've started schools. They've started churches. They've started NPOs, helping the poor, feeding the poor. Uh, some of our greatest friends are incredible feeders of the poor around the world. And I look at it and I think, that is incredible faith. And then people all of a sudden seeing a need and say, we want to give to that. We want to give to that. I, I just heard this week of a a wealthy family in America that just gave a large amount of money when they saw a need. Yes, we're going to give to that great need to help the next generation. I just think the gift of faith could be with everybody, but is definitely with a few people just living, living injected in their lives for an area and seeing great things. Let me pray. Lord, I want to thank you for this gift of faith. I pray right now we will be filled with the gift of faith for what you've promised us, what you're speaking to us, what we're believing for. And some people here have this gift more and more, and I pray that it would for all of us be more and more, but there'd be just such an increase in entrepreneurship, in, 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 in lifting and in giving, in seeing, in going, in doing, in alleviating pain, in helping situations, whatever it is. I pray this gift would be empowered, in many, many lives who are hearing this right now, 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. I hope that was a blessing. See you soon.